Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, a podcast where two geeks talk about living in an adulting world and the world needs to deal with it. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. something real quick to the what i did this week um started blah 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 <laughs> no spoilers <laughs> you know um started to ease up on masturbation <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> what would be the reason i don't get it <laughs> so, <laughs> was it like is that all you do is masturbate? What else am I going to do with the day? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> what, was the, time. what was that the Seth Rogen said? He goes, uh, in 40-Year-Old Virgin, you know, if you sit on your hand, you know, uh, was it you sit on your hand and you go numb? <laughs> it feels like it's someone else's hand. <laughs> it feels like it's a whole different person. <laughs> or, or the other one was, um, yeah, you ever take uh, Sudafed and then try to jerk off and see if you can finish before you get before you go to sleep spoiler you always you always finish <laughs> someone was talking it was my friends my friend goes do you hate joe rogan and i go no and he goes oh are you a fan and i go i'm not i'm not really a fan of him but i don't hate him i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wish has, he was dead. I want his family dead. Yeah. I want to go to his house in the middle go, of the night and piss on his ashes. I go, I'm not the type of person. I mean, if unless you're a, a personality or whatever, a celebrity, whatever, whatever you fucking call them now, influencers <laughs> that that is incredibly like negative and hurtful to people. That's when I'm like, like, what's his name? Who just lost all of his money? Your your buddy over there, Alex Jones. <laughs> like I could say, maybe not hate, but I I don't like him because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, like I don't like people who make I mean, money on other people's pain. Scum That's of the trash. earth, scum of the earth, fitting. Right. You know, he's scum of the earth. You're not the best example to show the aliens when they show up. <laughs> basically, he, he but, his show is the reason why we have to wait another forty years for first contact. Just right. saying, just throwing it out there. The Vulcans looking up, too primitive. But I told my friends, I go nine times out of ten. If Joe 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 Rogan is a hot take guy, okay. So hot if take, he, if someone says something on his podcast, he has anyone on there. Right off the bat, that's going to piss people off because he he doesn't just have one side. He'll bring anyone on. He doesn't care. So then you're going to have a whole section of people that hate you because you're not only giving the mic to their side. Right. So okay, but he also is just he's a pothead ex fighter. You know what I mean? So he kind of just he goes, you know, I kind of I kind of agree with you. Like it's just hot takes. But I've seen him, um, I've seen him argue with people. Like, no, that's not how that works. No, yeah. no. But I think he got a really. I told my friends, like, he got a really bad rap because of the pandemic stuff. He he seemed confused during the pandemic. Like he didn't really know. But then it was funny because that fucking everyone was making, including me, was making fun of him because he said he took the the horse. Yeah, medicine or whatever, and yeah. he said my doctor told me to take it. And he come to find out that they said it helps, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
So I looked into that, and it's like it does help, but not if you just take the one off the shelf from the fucking animal market. Yeah, you. That have, was the joke. Yeah, you have to you get that. Yeah, because everybody was saying a lot of those people were saying that they went to fucking the veterinary store. Because I remember seeing um, Joe Rogan. He said, "I didn't get this from the vet store. I the doctor prescribed it to me. <laughs> yeah. It just happens to be the same, the a different medicine, or the same medicine, and." Um, was just fucking laughing but anyway he goes well i fucking hate him i go oh shit i was like what <laughs> did he fucking kick, kick your cat like what did he do and he said something about basically he didn't like him because he has um he'll have some alt-right people on you know and that uh that he doesn't agree with and i go you know one one skill quality rather that humanity seems to be losing is the ability to listen to people you don't agree with and not have a fucking panic attack. Like if you don't want to listen to it, fine, turn it off. But you can't hear another person's opinion without being a snarky little bitch about it. Like just listen. If you don't agree, go, oh, I don't really – I don't really fuck with that. I don't agree with you. And that's the end of it. You don't even have to argue. Just say – I don't agree. And he's like, oh, do you want to? No, I don't want to debate it. I just don't agree. <laughs> you know, you don't need to be a dick because a lot of times nowadays it's someone will say something, right? They'll be like, I have X, unless they're being hateful and fuck them, make fun of them. But someone will say, oh, I believe in the trickle down economics or something. I don't know, whatever. That's the thing that popped into my head. <laughs> and um, instead of going, oh, I don't really, I don't really um, agree with that method Here's why X, Y, Z. It's <laughs> of course you do, which is not the best way to win someone over. <laughs> it's just it's just everybody's petty slapping everybody. Well, the thing you is, know? well, the thing is, is that most people the the art of listening to someone with another opinion is is hard because there's also the lost art of debate because right. the debate. It goes hand you know, in hand. Yeah, because debate in this country, particularly when you're seeing it now, like, and, you know, I'm, I'm not sucking the Democrats' dick here, but when you see <laughs> the whack jobs that go up against, you know, like, actual politicians, and you see people like J.D. Vance when he was going up against Tim Ryan, and, you know, he's full on cue, he's an endorser of Alex Jones, you know, he's, he's done all this stuff, but because he's in a primary, now he's trying to scale all that back. And, Tim, yeah. and then Tim Ryan's like, oh, and this guy said 9-11 was an inside job. This guy was for Alex Jones. He goes, that's a lie. That's bless. He goes, he goes, bro, we got it on tape. <laughs> you know, he's like, right. You know, and it, I it, feel, I feel that we're talking about Democrats and Republicans, cause they're both imperfect beings. Right. Yeah, they are. Um, I think Democrats have better, professional debaters i think their politicians are better at speaking um better at articulating a point however their college students are not <laughs> yeah. uh, republican college students seem to be more articulate than the politicians it's a weird thing but democratic <laughs> the democrats like let's say they're having an abortion i've seen i saw this recently they were having an abortion i don't know debate sit in whatever and the lady that was talking was a conservative and she believed that abortion was wrong. Very articulate. It's a professional woman. I didn't quite agree with what she was saying. She's very articulate. She wasn't being mean. She was just saying why she was stating her opinion. 
throwing out some um some you know some fucking credible sources and stuff like that blah 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 you know and here come the the democrat progressive college students i'm talking like 20 years old you know see we give them a little bit of a break you know what i mean but they're doing that (laughs) of course you think that (laughs) you probably just think of a dumb kid (laughs) it's like bro just wear a tie next time like just you know clean it up (laughs) you look like a fucking idiot you know what i mean but then that's how a lot of Republican politicians sound. Right. Like you'll have like a Democratic – which is where it counts, right? <laughs> you have a Democratic politician that's like, that's not going to work, blah, 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 blah. They did this with the – and we can we can cross country lines. But that fucking – the UK's PM – we'll talk about this more later. But the UK <laughs> PM that just left, she was like that where someone would say, I don't – that doesn't make sense. And she essentially did the verbal equivalent of sticking her tongue out. Yeah. Like, nah, do what I want. <laughs> Bor- Boris did that shit too. Yeah. And he's on his comeback tour. Yeah. You know, so. Um, what's, and the thing is, is that, like, and, uh, you know, when you were talking about, like, you know, the, the, the Republican, the Republican versions, you know, right. of them, it's, it's something too, cause, like, you know, when, when I hear these guys, quote unquote, talking, debating and stuff like that, they never answer the question. It goes around in a circle that basically that's that's what Alex Jones does. Alex Jones talks around in a circle to where you actually forget what the whole question was. And then you're just upset. Yeah, he'll steamroll. He'll steamroll. And um, he's kind of good at it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for like 25, 30 years now. Yeah. Um, So he should have been Rush Limbaugh, the originators. Yeah. And, you know, because I was listening to Knowledge Fight. And uh, they their whole show is basically uh, taking Alex Jones's show and then giving it proper context and calling him out on stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the there was one they were saying that after the whole verdict and stuff like that, they go, Alex is on his feel sorry for me tour. Um, look, I'm a victim because I'm trying to defend you. And um, I, I made a comment on Twitter. I go, you know, for an organization that says you know, pronouns are bullshit. You can't identify with the pronouns. I go, they like to use you and they a lot. As in, they are coming after you. They're coming to get me because I support you. You know, and then of course, that's the whole, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Fuck, that's crazy. The crazy chick from... uh, in Congress, who says like there's no pronouns in the Constitution? Um. <laughs> there's pronouns in anything written that's longer than a sentence. Like, it, like what they say, they, they they this one guy goes, he goes, okay, I'm going to read the Constitution, and we're going to stop right when we hit a pronoun. And then he goes, you know, and then he's I, like, we. And then that's where he just stares at the camera and just yeah. waits. <laughs> I said, um, I said something profound by accident the other day. Um, they were my friends were talking about pronouns or whatever, and I said um, they asked me my opinion on something, and I said, uh, "What did I fucking say?" I said, um, "Pronouns are like anything, right? You can take anything too far, but most of the time, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't. Like, so, and and they're like, what do you mean?' And I go." Someone can say they want to be referred to as they, them. That's fine. Whatever. I don't care. But 
if they're like that's their whole personality, it's the same energy as being a vegan and not shutting up about it or whatever. <laughs> it's you you just don't have an interesting personality. That's fine. Not everybody can be a stand-up comedian, my friend. You know, if you only got one thing going for you and you want to ride that fucking train, go ahead. Yeah. Just leave me alone. But but the the whole point I was uh, actually kind of stone rolled off of uh, or derailed on was um, so this guy, Stephen Chowder, I think is his name. I know who Uh, you're talking about. He's a provocateur. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Apparently he has his own show, which apparently I didn't realize was geared towards teenagers. And then I hear him talking. I go, no wonder. He's a dude. I've seen clips him and his little cronies there. They they're blatantly racist men. Like they're literally holding their eyes slant and saying ching chong shit. Like to be, it's really bad. Yeah, and he and it's funny too because like a lot of people didn't know that he's the meme of, I you know whenever this prove me wrong prove me wrong thing. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but uh, so he used to do that. That was a bit of his. Yeah, and um, they uh, so Alex Jones went on his show to you know say how he was the victim and stuff like that and it was kind of hilarious because the guys were kind of making fun of it too because they said that every time he and he asked alex jones a question alex jones would just steamroll and just start yeah. talking and then he would go like alex, alex 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 he goes i understand that he goes but you didn't answer my question you know he tried to kind of get him like he's like you know and when basically he wouldn't really kind of answer the question he would kind of say so let's just say, so blah, 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 blah. So ergo, this is what you're going to do, right? Kind of just like trying to get something out of it. And still, like nothing. And he, then he says like, so now with the verdict and everything, and you said you need a break, he goes, what are you going to do? You know, what, what's what's in the future for you? Um, and um, for you personally, he says. And then he just goes on another little tirade and then – Everybody's like, my God, he can't even answer that question. Yeah, he can't. It's just, it, and it was happening in the court case a lot. The yeah. judge even told him, "This is not your show. This is a court." Like, oh, yeah. and and the problem was, is if if he's not the captain of the ship, he's fucked. Well, it was kind of funny because in the Texas trial, he was a lot more reserved, and everybody was saying, you "Get shot in Texas. They don't fuck around." Well, they bro. were they were saying that they were saying that yeah, because the thing was is that. In Texas, he tried to do the yes, sir, be everything, and it didn't work for him. So he'll just go and do something else. He'll do his bit. And yeah. then, you know, he can use those clips on his show saying, look what I'm doing for you. You know, and and I was just like, yeah, you know, that just seems to be it. It's just like, you know, they're coming after you through me. So ergo, I am your existential you know, version of you. And some of the people that I've seen wearing the InfoWar t-shirts and stuff like that, they're very meek, weak-looking men that I've seen. And um, like a lot of people picture that all the gun-toting stuff like that. It's like, yeah, there's those. But a lot of his base is the guys that are weak and meek. And I look at that and I go, that actually tracks. Because those are the guys that would look to Alex Jones like, yeah, yeah, I believe him. But I don't have the guts to do what he's doing. So, ergo, he's fighting for me. Well, I mean, I watched a video uh, last night. Um and they were breaking down that Joker movie, and and the guy was um, bringing the claim that um, the Joker movie is a perfect representation of how a society falls apart. And um, it, part of it was a little like, all right, you know, but but the main points 
were pretty clear where it's like if you take the character of Joker, he gets no validation. He can't realize it's mostly his fault. Hmm. He the world's just shitting on him, and then he finally thinks enough is enough. And then he did he did though he did you know make the point of of course the Joker went in a different direction. He goes, but in most cases you see that like he was bringing up some some psychologists and stuff that that have talked on the on it and they threw out some fucking terms that I can't remember. Hmm. Um, and basically that's why you get these men that um they they're extremists. So you get the the shooters at schools and stuff where it it's always the same fucking story. It's always a similar where nobody nobody fucking cared about them or they weren't getting whatever it is they thought they deserved yeah you know and even and nine times out of ten they're not doing anything to deserve those things like um i think one one they brought up one shooter i can't remember the name you'll probably know him but he shot up the school this was a while ago too it was one of the first ones shot up the school because girls wouldn't pay attention to him that's one way to get him to pay attention to you. Right. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, and but the psychologist brought, brings the point. He never did anything for girls that that would traditionally would attract a woman. He didn't work. He didn't keep clean. He never spoke to women. He was very weak physically. You don't have to you, do any of that shit. All you got to do is whip your dick out. <laughs> And that's all it takes. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's, it's like it's always this, and it's exactly what you said. Is very weak individuals were there for because they want a hero because the things that they think they deserve they can't obtain themselves. Yeah. For whatever reason, either they're too weak or they're just lazy. It's most likely lazy, but um, it's crazy. My wife has spoken about it before because we she'll watch some YouTube I videos. You, I thought you're gonna say, yeah, my wife's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Almost <laughs> well, a bit. Nah. Um, we were watching a video on something similar one time, and she goes, uh, she, she, like, my wife's one of those people where if she sees, like, anything that might remotely remind her of someone, she'll go, Are you okay? Like, is it? <laughs> and so she's like, We're watching a video about men feeling like they have no purpose, have no direction, or blah, blah, blah. And um, she goes, Do you feel that way sometimes? I go, No. And she's like, well, why, what makes you different? I said, I, I don't have mental issues, I guess. I don't know. I, said, I have shit to do. I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? It, it could be a million different factors that make people feel that way. I said, but also, um, you know, I have a wife. So why would I be upset that I can't attract women? I don't want to attract women. I actively want them to leave me alone. Well, that's like uh, the bits that uh... – Leon Lush did about the pickup artist crush yeah, yeah. that you see on TikTok and stuff like that. It's always an overcorrection. Yeah, and it, it, and it it really is because you get these you know like, um, it's this whole idea that uh, alpha male, you know, yeah. everybody needs to be an alpha. It's like you know what we made it along where not everybody was an alpha male. You know, it's like the, this alpha male. Not not everyone can be an alpha male. Right. That's the problem. Is and, that if you go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say, and particularly the people that pretend to be are the ones that can't, the ones that exude it the most. Like exactly, it's a dick waving contest for them. So it's like I'm gonna pretend exude this alpha male persona, even though 
you'll say something to me and I'll just like completely shatter on the inside like a 12 year old girl. Well, that's if we're to use such simplistic terms as alpha male uh, (laughs) for the sake of the conversation, um, the thing is, is that some people are natural leaders and they're not natural. no, No one's. Most people are natural leaders for everything, but they lead something. They lead their family. They lead their workplace, whatever. And if ev- the problem is, is is lately there are these people online with the alpha male and talking about red and blue pills and all kinds of fucking wacky shit where they're, chi- they're trying to charge up all these people to let them know all of you can be alpha in everything you do. No, you can't. Right. Society wouldn't function if everyone was a leader. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Not to mention that's a personality trait. It's in, it is incredibly difficult. If you're a more timid or more shy person, you can you will definitely you can definitely succeed in life. But you can't be the next fucking leader of your fucking battalion or something. <laughs> right. It's it's not in your makeup to do that. Oh yeah, it's like it's that again, it's that TikTok video of like that random TikTok video with that some faceless dude that's standing on his patio with his like shirt off and with his fist in the air. And it's that Optimus prime voiceover is like yeah. calling all the real men. And you're just like, and I look at it and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like the thing is, is that people like this, this whole, cons- this whole thing. And one thing that really cracks me up is you sit there and talk and you sit there and you have these, these pundits on, on TV and online that talk about where are the real men and I'm sorry, but when you have people like Tucker Carlson or that uh, – what's his name? That uh, Ben Shapiro, you know, the Stephen Chowders that are the the guys that you know got their asses kicked in high school and probably get their asses kicked now if, if they get looked at the wrong way. But they're the ones that are going to tell me what masculinity is. It's – you know, and the thing is, is that this alpha male persona, this, this men need to be strong. It's like first – we're not hunter gatherers anymore. That's just not in our makeup right now. If we have to get up to go to the store or Uber Eats, we're Uber Eatin's that bitch. You can um, barely get people to fucking talk to a clerk at the store anymore, <laughs> let alone fucking hunt. <laughs> right. But this whole concept of like, you know, in order to be a man, you've got to be rugged and racist and misogynist and, and anti well, I don't think that's on the pamphlet, but I do understand what you're saying. Because most of the ones that exude that are just like, well, I'm talking like this because I'm an alpha male. You know, the Jews were behind everything. I'm an alpha male. I can wait, say wait, whatever what I want. What was that last part? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll have to ask Kanye about that. Um, but the thing, but the, but my thing is, is that being a man is not that. My dad taught me what a man is as a man is handles his responsibilities he does everything that needs to be done but not be a dick yeah and that's the thing that i think is getting you know truncated into this whole being an alpha male kind of thing that was a thing like my grandfather was my father figure when i was growing up two things that oh that that stuck with me in regards to this alpha male trend and he fortunately for him was not around you know, he had passed before this alpha shit started taking off online, even though he wouldn't have noticed anyway because he thought computers were dumb. Um, <laughs> but one is if a real man or, or just someone who is a man that is a man right, um, doesn't go around beating his chest and screaming at people all day for two reasons. One, you're an asshole. And two, you don't have to. If you have to do that, then you're not leading anything because no one respects you. That's why you're yelling and screaming. And the second thing is you never 
he always taught me to never put down someone who's weaker or smaller than you. You your your responsibility if you are stronger than someone is to help them. Yeah. Because it's not their fault they're shorter than you or it's not their – you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you're supposed to be kind. And these alpha weirdos don't do that. That's two traits that they do not have almost almost 100% of the fucking time. Oh, yeah. You got that Andrew Tate cat. And even he's backtracked. When he got deplatformed and shit, he admitted. He said, look, I." he says, honestly, you can believe me if you want. I was trying to help young men out here but i my message yeah, i got big and my messaging was not good i should have i should have structured things a little bit better and been more responsible i was like wow that was kind of you know okay i still don't like you but whatever but um, then it comes down to like are you saying that because you actually know exactly. you did wrong or now, because now you're gone, not making that money stream exactly we've gotten we've gone so far now that i don't know i don't know if you're honest or not but if you are cool and honestly i don't care <laughs> so it's whatever um but you know, he he used to do the same thing. He's yelling and so you won't let people speak. And that's not I don't care how good you are in the ring, my friend. If someone is speaking, you don't talk over them like that. I know me and Steve are doing that to each other constantly, mm-hmm. but that's because we can't hear each other half the fucking time. <laughs> but if I'm talking like let's say, you know, we're talking Republican, whatever, you know, someone I don't agree with politically, I never interrupt them. I let them speak. Well, first of all, nine times out of ten, if someone's wrong, they'll make themselves look dumb. They'll argue themselves out of the argument. So I'm going to save my energy because I got shit to do. But you always look weak and stupid if you're yelling and screaming and you're be- – and I used to do that when I was a teenager. I had issues with that. you know. And you have to t- – <laughs> you just that's why I tell my sons. I'm like, don't yell. Be the quietest person in the room. But learn to be quiet, but also everyone else is like paying attention to you, making sure you're not going to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's been the that's been the biggest thing. The way to piss off someone is just to be require is to just be yeah. calm and not kill them with kindness. Well, not know? even that, but just you know, you're not matching their tone, and that infuriates them more. Um, because not most most of the time, someone's screaming at you because they want you to start screaming. Because yeah. they're bringing that they're basically bringing the fight to the ground. Because they're they're more comfortable there, but if you're you're you the argument is too high intellectually and they are not comfortable there, so they're going to scream at you like a monkey to get you to to move it down a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> so they they can argue with you, you know, yeah. like Alex Jones. I mean, Alex yeah. Jones is the king of that. Oh, he yeah. never makes a good point. No. I've never heard, and and now granted, I'm not a big listener of his show, but in all the clips I've ever seen. And the unbiased clips too. He his points are very juvenile. They're very simple, yeah. and they're very easy to just dismiss. But he's screaming them at you, and you know if you were first of all his show also has no one else there. It's just him screaming <laughs> into a camera. But if you were there, even he's not going to let you speak. Right. He's just going to keep talking over you. And and I honestly would just sit there and let him talk over me. Go ahead, dude. Whatever. <laughs> Back yourself in a corner. You look like an asshole. <laughs> Well, like, like, I, you know, like I said, I go, my, my dad taught me three things and it was, you know, to be respectful, but not be walked over. Right. Uh, a real man handles his business and knows when the fight's coming to be ready for the fight, but don't look for the fight. And three, if you get a woman pregnant, make sure she's unconscious (laughs) because then she can't prove a thing. 
<laughs> uh, so, you know, it's it's that kind of stuff. It, now, granted, a lot of these people, these alpha male weirdos, had, they didn't have strong father figures. You got a lot of fathers out of the home, you know, and they're just living with their mom, which is fine. Big ups <laughs> to single moms out here. But I, I've noticed too, like my kids, I've told my kids many times, I go, listen, I'm not a perfect dad. I'm not the worst. I'm not perfect. But you can see, if you're looking, you can see the benefit of there being two parents in the house, especially if it's 2022. So I'm not going to say a male and a, a female, but someone with a more masculine energy, someone with a more feminine energy. You get the, you get the yin and the yang. And, yeah, you and you learn, you're learning, you're becoming a full human being, right? Because you're learning from both sides of that. Um, I've, I knew a lot. I mean, you know, my mom was a single mom, but my grandfather was always there. My uncles as well. Um, and I had that strong role model, but I've known people that didn't and they don't usually young men who don't have strong male role models, they overcorrect. It's a bad habit of humanity. <laughs> they become super macho, and this 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 bravado they learned from TV, the silliness, or from the boyfriends that their mothers frequented. I've seen that many times yeah. too, you know. And it's it's uh, you know, the the I want to I want everyone to think I'm James Dean, but I'm not James Dean. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's James Dean, but James Dean. Right. Right. And even he died too young. I mean, let's keep it real. But well, um, if, if you go, if you go that if you go that way, it's like, you know, he died. James Dean died being James Dean. Exactly. You know, so as cool as he was, he wasn't the greatest role model <laughs> on the planet. Well, it's like you the, know what it's I mean? like the same ones that sit there and go like, yo, dude, I'm Scarface. I'm a little Scarface. You know, I'm totally gangster. It's like, did you not see the end of that movie? Right, like, you know, or or the it's like cool. So you're you're an addicted, you're a drug addict, fucking um, drug dealer. Cool. <laughs> Am I supposed to give you a medal? Like that doesn't make any sense. I've I've noticed that too. It's just weird. That but my the, fa- um, my favorite line of, of that is like, "That's okay, she'll be back." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call me in the morning. She'll call the me movie's the- great. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Al Pacino is one of those rare people that can play a person of color. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's considered a classic. <laughs> yeah. Cause he did, he did so well. You know, it's like whatever. Uh, I thought Al Pacino was Hispanic for years <laughs> when I was younger. Cause I saw that movie when I was a kid mm. and I was like, he's Hispanic. right? No, he's Italian. I'm like, Oh, well that's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> this is a white Hispanic. Um, so, the UK is just burning through uh, fucking PMs, dude. Bro, you have to you have to give them some credit though to have a government where if someone is such a failure, they just get they just leave. <laughs> you know, and and I I need to know how that system operates. <laughs> like, because she she's the one that left. Well, yeah, because she she also lost a lot of confidence. I mean, you gotta you gotta admit, what six weeks. Like we were, no, I believe me. I we, agree. We I agree were, that we why were she off, left. We were off the air longer than she was in office. <laughs> I agree why she left. It, you know what I mean? Fine. But the thing but is, we've is, had some presidents. <laughs> I know, and not just the most recent screw. We've had some ones in the past that really fucked up, and they didn't leave. You know, so it's like, what's the difference here? You know, does the does the does the queen or king swoop well, in and go, hey, see that? Need the, you to that, bounce, bro. See, that's the thing with with like their their system is that 
it's party rule versus here where the president is the ruler of the party. So like that's a good point because that, means that the party told her to leave. Right. And I get it. And so the party lost the party. The MPs, they call them, um, lost faith in her. So well, whoever it was in the House of Commons that clowned her so fucking hard in public. Dude. <laughs> was it that one that I said? You the know, one with the with book? The book yeah. I was like, I forget what exactly we said. But I literally, they the had first a, time I saw it, I just held my mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I said that, that she has, and it's funny too because the um, a lot of people were saying, yeah, she there's a book coming out about her, about the rise, the political rise of whatever right. this bitch's name is. She wasn't there long enough for me to care. Uh, <laughs> and that came out. Sadly, in, the, that, sadly the last PM for uh, Queen Elizabeth to yeah. tap into. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's probably why somebody said that's probably why she died. She probably was like, oh, this is this is not going to end well. I'm just going to bounce now. <laughs> now, the queen didn't like her. And what no one noticed is she made just a small cut with that sword. <laughs> and there was a poison there. <laughs> and um, and they they the, they were saying that, yeah, she has a book. The book's supposed to be about her rise to power. And it comes out in December. They go. It's coming. It's it's out in December, which is what I. Surely they have to stop that book from coming short. <laughs> and then somebody said. And then the 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 House of Commons dude was like, which hopefully she shall be too. Yeah, <laughs> out before. Let me tell you. December. Let me tell you like this. We need a House of Com- Commons. Okay, Congress is boring as fuck. Out there, half of them asleep. Oh yeah. We need to make Congress five times smaller. That little eight. That fucking ancient ass room, House of Commons. Put them all in there crammed. Make it 85 degrees in that motherfucker. <laughs> and just let them all yell at each other. It's and, so entertaining to watch the and, house. And, of not, and not even comfortable chairs, like old wooden chairs, you know, with like armrests. So it's like even if you're kind of a bigger person that like squeeze in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just give it, get it you like that. You know what's funny is it's their system seems dumb. Like it's like they look like teenagers, but they get more done. Because everyone will go, you need to answer for this. Yeah. Like everyone in the room's like, fuck all that. This is your problem now. And then they have to stand up and say something. <laughs> and I mean, her whole thing was the whole trickle down economics bit. That yeah, was, she her- was their Reagan. Yeah. And, you know, and then it was funny too, because like people are posting about um, Larry How do you Kudlow. Trickle down economics when you've left the European Union. Where is it trickling down from? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, you know, it's the same. And it was funny because, like, Larry Kudlow, they showed a clip of Larry Kudlow when she first got in there. Like, yeah, she plans to get, you know, tax breaks for the wealthy, you know, make sure it comes out, you know, you know, the trickle down, which is basically similar to the Republicans' plan here. And uh, it was like, ooh, that didn't age. Well, it's like, uh, yeah, it's trickle down economics where it, it was basically, you know, it was Reagan's whole thing. Oh, we give tax breaks to the to the rich and they'll go ahead and it'll filter down. It's like it doesn't filter down. You give it to the top, my gra- it stays my grandfather, there. My grandfather, um, he spoke about Reagan a long time when I was a kid, so we were talking about it. And I go, did you like Reagan? He goes, he goes, he was all right. <laughs> he, goes, I didn't, he goes, I didn't like his economic policy. And and we he was the one who explained trickle down. I, grew, I was young. And then he said, he goes, but <laughs> he says, I don't think Reagan knew it was a bad idea. I think he thought it was going to work. Yeah. But now everyone should know better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He said that he said there were people telling Reagan it wasn't going to work, but it, he thinks that pride got in the way 
Mm. And that Reagan just thought it was going to work. And then it was quiet. And he shrugged his shoulders and goes, I mean, don't hire an actor to be a president, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. You know, it's funny because Reagan is the first and only politician that I actually went to go see speak. I was really? a kid. I was a kid. The only reason why was because he came down to Pierce College when he was running for oh, re-election. Shit. He came down to Pierce fucking college. And my brother was like, oh shit, Reagan's gonna be here? He's like, so he asked me if I wanted to go. And, you know, I was, was this, 84? So I was like about 11. So like, yeah, yeah sure, let's go. And so, yeah, we, so we went and he spoke down here at Pierce College. It was uh, one, and, one and only time that I ever went to go see a politician speak. Um, one guy, though, that that's um, here in uh, in the house He's our representative. I remember John and I were um, at the, uh, they had every Memorial Day, they used, they had a parade um, in the valley. And um, I remember I remember being there and then this tall, lanky, balding white guy comes up with glasses and he goes, hey, how are you guys doing? And we're like, good. I'm like, who? I'm like going, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, I'm, uh, my name is Brad Sherman and I'm, uh, I'm running for, uh, uh, for U.S. representative. He goes for this district and he goes, so he goes, you know, he spoke to us for a minute and he was like really cool. And he was just literally walking up and down the parade route, giving out his thing, not other people, him. And I was just kind of like, oh, shit. All right. kind of cool. Yeah. So when we saw his name on the ballot, we're like, oh, yeah, let's vote for this dude because this dude actually came down here and spoke to us. Yeah, he gave a fuck. He gave know? a fuck, you know. Um, and uh, so, yeah, but uh, but yeah, like. But yeah, Reagan was the first and only person I ever saw speak. Because most of the time, if they come out here, it's out in fucking the other side of the hill. And it's like, I'm not taking, yeah. you know, taking a bus, uh, three buses and the subway to get out there. <laughs> it's like, you ain't that important. I, mean, I could watch it on TV. Now I can watch it on YouTube. Presidents have come here, but I've never gone to their thing. I know Bush came here once. The uh, the younger one, um, the one that's alive. Um, he came here once. I think he was running, um, and I was I was I don't know like a preteen. I didn't give a fuck. And then um, the difference between Stephen, I'm a millennial, so I'm a millennial teenager. Does not give a fuck if the president's <laughs> coming in town. It's like whatever. Who gives a shit? Fuck the man. Rage against the machine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> And then Trump came here a couple times, but I don't. I, I don't <laughs> care. You know, um, he came here because we're the Republican foothold here is slipping, and he didn't help. So I don't know why he came. Um, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, well, if if it's- I personally from and I wasn't there, okay. I was born in 1984 when you went to go see <laughs> Reagan. So I wasn't there. But from learning about Reagan, I kind of agree with my grandfather where he basically said he thinks Reagan thought he was doing the best thing for the country. He doesn't think Reagan was like this – except for the war on drugs. That's trash. But like the economic stuff that he thought – he thinks that Reagan thought he was doing the best thing. <laughs> But it just wasn't the best thing. Right. It was stupid. Just no one really. They, and he and he made a good point where he's like, the 80s, everything was up. Everybody was making money. It's the fucking 80s. <laughs> That's true. You know, so what do we have to lose? You know, it was that kind of attitude. Um, so, you know, just bringing that back. 
Yeah. I was I was there, but not really. You know, I was a baby. Because <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say that. Um, uh, oh, so she served. Oh no, that was the regular service. Six weeks. All right, because I think well, thirty-two. That's four weeks. Okay, so William Henry Harrison had a shorter term than uh, than uh, Liz Truss <laughs> by two weeks. Mm-hmm. By two weeks, he Listen. died on his thirty-second day in office. Listen, you know, I, and I feel like she's the type of person that if if you bring that up, she's like, "Were you ever prime minister of UK?" No, <laughs> yeah, I'm I know. not. That's going to be that weird flex. You know, it's going to be yeah. like. <laughs> At least I did something. Yeah, like, yeah. But you did nothing, though. That's why you wasted an entire country's time. That's she's, what you did. She's good. She'll be one of those that will be like, were you prime minister? I was because I'm an alpha male. That's right. <laughs> I'm an alpha bitch. She does this weird content. flex and shit. You know, like, are what you the all right? <laughs> did you, did you, are you off the meds? <laughs> I never took them. She just rips her shirt off. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, this week we hit a milestone here at the Lazy Geeks, 450. That's right. Yeah, 450. It was almost like 50 episodes ago we did 400. Um, (laughs) The fuck, jeez. It's weird how Um, math works, you know? (laughs) 450, uh, it feels like 439. You know what I mean? I I know, it doesn't feel a day over 160. That's right. Um, That's right. Um. Yeah, kind of like, kind of, it, it's funny. We would have hit this, obviously, like, last year, but with everything that happened to me last year and then with everything this year, you know, we would, you know, but this is, it's still, like, basically another year's worth of show and we'll hit 500. Yeah. Damn. Damn. I mean, well, we'll retire eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, with all the 401ks and fucking <laughs> hedge funds that I got from this. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that's pretty cool. Um, uh, so, you had mentioned about going to IGN again, and they did the whole page redesign. Yeah, man. And the IGN website, bro. Come on. Dude, uh, dude, that old one pissed me off so much because it had to It ha- was so dated, too. Well, it wasn't just that. It was that that sidebar. Yeah. That if you minimize the page, that sidebar had to expand. And it was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it, that's why I stopped going there was because I couldn't minimize, you know, like if I had two screens up, it would just automatically go to the sidebar. And it was just like, this is fucking annoying. Um, but that new one is actually really cool. You can actually retract that thing and you can actually get a nice thing on there. Now, I don't know what it looks like without an ad blocker, but <laughs> I don't mean either. I don't. With an ad blocker, that shit is clean. <laughs> um, Another site that went through a revamp was The Verge. And I've been to The Verge in a while. That site is trash. Oh. Because they've made it all kind of looks like it's supposed to be kind of multimedia kind of thing. But I can't tell where the oh. stories are. Oh. Because half the time when you see what the story is, you have like a, a row of like comments or tweets about what people are saying about that. Oh, just the front page is garbage yeah like i have no idea like you have to scroll down quite a ways to actually make it to some news this is a mess it is a total mess it's like you know what's weird is i can tell like 
with the shading they're doing under the font. I know they did that intentionally, but it looks like a broken web page. Like everything's layered over. Like the font's a little over the picture. Like why? What are you doing? Yeah. Like I don't get what I like. I don't understand the the thought process behind it. It's like why couldn't you stay like Engadget or like you know Gizmodo where it's actually yeah it's kind of boring, but at least you can find shit. Like it's just no early access for Kerbal Space Program two lifts off on February twenty fourth. Though I found that, <laughs> but um yeah that that looked trash. Yeah, so I was just like Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know IGN man. I'm telling you, yeah. I've been going. I've been going there, and um, then they got rid of that sh- that red coloring. Which was yeah. kind of annoying. Now it's that soft blue. Kind of got me a little just, aroused. Listen, I uh, I've been going to IGN more often lately, and I'm telling you, I'm not upset. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes the reviews are kind of whack. <laughs> Unless but it's I a mean, Call of Duty game, you can say that. Well, that's what I mean. Like they're they're dumb. <laughs> like, but you can kind of say that about anybody nowadays. IGN was just the first one. <laughs> but um. It's funny because they have the review. Their review for Black Adam was not good. They said it was mediocre, and um, but they keep talking about Black Adam and saying positive things about it now because the audience is liking the movie. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Like I, I saw some guy's review, and he's a guy that's on YouTube, and I, I watch his show, and um, he doesn't go the whole clickbait thing. He's a little more like us, where it's like, look. These people are like kind of saying this stuff and it's like, if it's, it, I doubt that's going to happen, you know, like, um, but you know, they, he said that the early reviews were like, basically just like the story's not that good or it's not that great. He goes, but the rock kind of carries it. And you know, which is typical of a movie that he's right. headlining. Yeah. And um, so they actually went to saw it to see it. <laughs> went to saw it. Uh, went to go see it. And he said, um, like he do- and he does these like little YouTube shorts where he comes out just after the movie out out of the movie. And he was like, he goes, he goes, just saw Black Adam. He goes, I had fun. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, he goes, I had fun. He goes, The Rock was great. He goes, um, they said that um, 007 was awesome. Um, and uh, and, <laughs> he's always 007 yeah, bro right and uh they said a lot some of the characters were really good they said there's a kid in it they said that was cringe um they go there were you know the big epic stuff was epic they go but there was you know he goes he goes if somebody wanted you know if i went with the buddy and a buddy wanted to go see it i'd see it again they go but you know it was fun but it it didn't blow me away they you know basically i think people had higher hopes because they kind of labeled this as the new dc and I think that's kind of what, you know, and I, well, I, I think that the problem is, I think it still can be the new DC. I think the issue now, and I'm not, I'm not Dick Ryan. It's what I haven't seen it, but Marvel has done so well. And I, I say that sincerely, that the bar <laughs> is very high, you know, and it's, it, you make a movie that's just fun. People are looking for the Schindler's list of fucking <laughs> comic book movies sometimes even marvel has been falling short of that bar that they set yeah lately you know a lot of people are saying the same i was reading a lot of these reviews for black adam they sound like reviews for multitude of madness and you know stuff like that like oh it's good you know <laughs> like we said that about the latest doctor strange yeah like it was good i mean i'd watch it again but it didn't blow my mind i think i think everyone's becoming jaded we've seen it 
when Marvel did so well in the, in the first 10 years. I'd, I'd see it again for America. That's right. Um, <laughs> in the first 10 years of that whole saga was amazing. And I don't think they would ever be able to replicate that. No. Anybody. You know, so... I mean, they, the they, bar's really high. Yeah, they and with and then after coming after Endgame, it's like, right, you're not going to have that high. Like, it can't. So I think DC has has two issues right now. Okay, well, three issues. One, they need to make better movies. That's that's one issue. I think you know. I hope they stop canceling DC. Stop canceling shit. Right. <laughs> I hope they did that with this. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, from what I'm what I'm reading from actual like just normal people, it seems like a great like a fun movie. You yeah. know. Um, which I think is a good direction for DC to go because it's the opposite of what Snyder was doing. Snyder was right. making these super serious films and everybody didn't like it. So um, now the other the other two – I can't even – I've lost my entire train of thought. <laughs> but um, basically I'm just saying is that um, people – Marvel set the bar too high but then also the other thing – is that DC has been fucking up for so long? People are looking. Yeah, they're critiquing, critiquing these movies. And I agree with. So. I agree. I agree with that. You know what I mean? So, um, I think that having a big action piece, um, with someone like The Rock, who is also passionate about the character as well, I think that that was the smartest move they could have done. Like, I don't. I don't know. What else? I think that I think this was at first. I was like, you should have just made another Superman movie or another. Bat-. But then I was like, maybe no. Maybe they need a break. Yeah. You know, and DC has a lot of fucking characters, and Black Adam's a great character. You know, so well there was there was I did it. There's a there was a report that was coming out about what's going on. You know, in the in the DC universe under Zaslav yeah. and and all of them. And they were saying that, you know, the old regime didn't want Henry Cavill back. Uh, they wanted Ben Affleck out and um, all of this stuff. And Yeah, they wanted to wash yeah, and then and, redo everything. And then re- redo everything. Um, but they said, you know, and and I was, want, I was listening to this other show and they were talking about like, you know, why would, you know, why did they not do this? And the, the guy brought up a point that I was, I was thinking about. He goes, he goes, when a movie doesn't do well. They don't just look at the they don't look at the director they don't look at the writer they look at the star, yeah. And because it's your fault, yeah. BVS they go was Henry Cavill's fault, and same with Ben Affleck, and they just kind of wanted to wash with them. And it's crazy because the Snyder films, a lot of those, it was a unique situation where it was absolutely not the actor's fault because yeah. the three actors that played the Trinity were perfect for yeah. the role. Yeah. I agree. It's just their movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, and uh, they said that. And then there's 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 already bring back the Snyderverse shit going around now again. No, don't bring this. Bring those actors back. Yeah, don't bring the but, Snyderverse uh, back. But what the, this one person was saying, he goes, yeah, he goes, and he goes, but that's a studio mentality. That's how studios have always been. You know, that's why we've seen things revamp and stuff like that. He goes, but he goes, Zaslev was look as according to this report was looking at people going, no. He's great as Superman. He's great as Batman. The movie sucked. So let's bring them back. So he's doing what some of the other people, like some of us have been saying, like, yeah, you know, these guys are good actors. They're just in shitty movies. Yeah. And so, and the the 
the comment in the in the report is Affleck may be staying as Batman. I've heard that too. Well, we have to, and we've spoken about it before. He left because of creative differences. Right. He left because Warner Brothers was telling him, "No, you can't do this. You can't do that." And he was—he's a big enough actor. Where he's like, "Well, fuck you. Right. You're not going to ruin this movie. I'm out." You know. So it's—I would love to see him back. I think—I think he was a great Batman. I, I thought he was. I mean, he could he could fix the Bruce Wayne stuff, but also I've said before his his Batman was older, and even Batman was a shitty Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> the older he got, right? Um, but I think everyone did a really good job. I never really a hundred, and, and even ignoring current controversies, the the Ezra Miller I thought was a weird Flash. Yeah, because the Flash was never shy or awkward. He was just – he was happy-go-lucky. Right. You know, he was actually the comic relief because he was so positive. If anything, like, if anything the Grant Gustin character is, yes, more, absolutely. is more true to the Flash. He was always the one that was like, come on, guys. We can do it. Yeah. We'll make it. We'll get through this. Like he was, he was always that light. Somebody you know? said. Somebody said. Uh, I was. I was watching. I was watching some YouTube video, and they're like, "Yeah," and they go, uh, "They already have a Flash script, sequel script, already done." So everybody's talking about, "Oh, so was Ezra coming back?" And I was like, going, "No, they just had a script because the movie's been done for like three years, and they still haven't released it yet." Yeah. And uh, somebody goes, "You know," he goes. That's fine. He goes, the script can change. And everybody's like, so they have the script. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't have a director yet. So You if know it, how many scripts Hollywood has? Yeah. That will go nowhere. Exactly. And <laughs> I'm sitting on tables. And I'm just sitting there going, you know, the new director will come in. He'll shit toss the script and then write a new one. But uh, And then the guy goes, you know, he goes, and let's just fine. Just get Grant Gustin in there and we'll be fine. Let's just exactly. put him in the flash and we'll we'll move on. Don't even explain it. Just change yeah. it. Just change it. And no then- one's going to complain. <laughs> the problem is, is I, I personally think like and, and again, before the controversy, I was like, this is a weird take on the flash. But Ezra Miller's doing a good job. He's a funny guy. You know, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Right. Now, the problem is, is that while I feel Ezra Miller could have done something with that character and built on it, it's it's too far now with the bullshit. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and no one's going to enjoy if like finishing this movie is even a stretch. I'm surprised people are letting that slide. Yeah. You know, but I also understand from a business point of view, we don't we ain't scrapping whole fucking blockbuster films. I mean, I mean while like pe- you're going to drag your ass in here, I'm going to splash some water <laughs> on your face and you're going to fucking get it done. Well, well, most people are like, you know, two hundred million dollars isn't real money to them. So they're like, just scrap it and do something else. It's like, you know what? Studios no. don't have that's real money. Endless, to Warner Brothers. Yeah, bro. that Get that the fuck out of here. that money is real. Like that, they don't have Looney Tunes money no more. You need to calm down. <laughs> they're not know? Disney, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Disney would do that. Yeah, I guarantee you, Disney would scrap the whole film. Oh, I'm sure they because would. because they can. Yeah. You know, Warner Brothers is a normal <laughs> studio. <laughs> they would call Bob Iger back, and then Bob Iger would pull out his wallet and go, "How much do you need to cover this?" Like, okay. Uh, here, <laughs> let's just do that. Warner Brothers. He'll pull is, out his AMX black card and just go put it on that. Like Warner Brothers is not broke, but I guarantee you they get at least one call a month from a Disney rep going. So you want to you want to throw a purchase number out or, or what? <laughs> that's, that's what some people are saying. They go fucking just Disney buy Warner Brothers already. <laughs> I was like Jesus. I think I. I I don't know if I like the idea. Like I've said I did, but when you really think about it, do we really want Disney to own everything? No, 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 no. You know, come on. Yeah. 
Um, Xbox is doing the same fucking thing in the gaming space. Yeah. They're buying everything, bro. It's like con- now they want to do a um, a store for mobile, like an app store. I'm like, can you guys calm down? <laughs> um, hey, Jesus. It, you're, I mean, for the Xbox, it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Your app store kind of sucks. Um, uh, so, Adam. Yes. What did you do this week? So I took a day off. A, a, a mental health day, as Steve calls it. Steve taught me this concept a few years ago. Comes um, in handy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I, I had a particularly bad day on Tuesday or Monday. So shit, first of all, it was Monday. And then it just, I'm having an issue with, so I'm an underwriting assistant. And I work with two underwriters. One of them is just being an asshole. Like we live in the same states. We're in the same time zone. But because I'm newer, all my files need to be QA'd, which is fine, you know. But the people who QA it are in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So the other underwriter I work with is in Texas, relatively same time zone. We're only an hour off. Yeah. And she's aware of this fact. She sends things in the morning. You know, she's perfectly fine. But this other underwriter wants to send me all the shit at the end of the day and then gets upset that it isn't going anywhere. And I have to keep reminding her. There is no one here to check this, so it's not going to go out until the morning. It'll go out early in the morning because they come in when I'm asleep. Right. But it's not going to go out, and she doesn't like that. She thinks it's retarded. So she's been – it's been two weeks every day. She's venting to me about this and just being shittier and shittier about it. Actually, I have to have a talk with my boss on Monday. But – um. So that happened on on Monday. She's just being a bitch, and I was like, "All right, I want." I woke up on Tuesday, <laughs> and I got to be at work at nine. I work from home though, so I'm sitting at my computer, and it's eight thirty. And I go, "I don't want to work today. I just don't." So I, I text my boss as I'm taking a PTO day. He said, "Okay." Then um, I was talking to my friend. I just go, "Why did you take it off?" I said, "One because I just the day before sucked. Just want to take a day to myself and." you know, play some video games and just bullshit, you know, cause everyone was gone. All my kids are at school. My wife's at work. So I'm just like, I, I didn't lie to my wife. I just didn't tell her <laughs> that I took the day you off. Cause om- if I do, she'd give me the honeydew list. Oh, yeah. you know, I, get out of here. I, I so, just, I was walking around in a t-shirt, no pants. That's right. Just a t-shirt. And you know, <laughs> the t-shirt that's just barely covers your stomach. So yeah, you still get the full picture if you know what I'm saying. And then you go outside scratching your belly and shit. Yeah. But um, I said another reason and a more petty reason, and I didn't fully realize this until I thought about it. I knew that she wanted so the on Monday night or Monday at the end of my shift, she was mad because stuff wasn't going out at four o'clock in the afternoon, and she said to me, "Well." Can you can you message your boss to check it? And I go, my boss is in Atlanta. He's probably finishing dinner right <laughs> now. He's not going to answer in Teams. And she goes, no, just text him. I go, I'm not going to do that. That's then. Since then, she's been mad at me. It's like I'm not I'm not texting my boss at home and pulling him away from his family time to check your file. First of all, he's not going to do it. And second of all, no, I'm not that guy. Like he's <laughs> off work. You have to deal with it. Right. So um, 
I told her I'll be in I'll be in tomorrow morning and I can get it done in the morning. Well, guess who what didn't come in that morning? <laughs> me. Fuck that bitch. You feel me? <laughs> exactly. I was like, no, I'm not going to do your shit. I did let my boss know, hey, fuck it. And my boss doesn't like her either. I go, she needs this and this done. Just FYI. And he goes, I don't care. I'll 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 have someone take care of it. It's whatever. Uh, I was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> so like, I was just, I was chilling the whole day, bro. And the one thing I did is I was playing Castlevania, the original. And um, I kind of got stuck. You know how Castlevania is, bro. Yeah. I got kind of stuck. One, I was happy because I beat Frankenstein's monster. I don't know if you remember playing this game. Nah, it's, I haven't played that in so long. Dude. So in like the middle of the game, you have to fight Frankenstein's monster. And he has Igor on his back. And Frankenstein's monster is whatever. He's smooth, slow, you know, whatever. Right. Igor is bouncing around the screen like a fucking jackass and throwing <laughs> fireballs at you and shit. So you have to dodge all of his shit. I finally beat him. I was like, fuck yeah. And then I hit another fucking – I was like, fuck this game. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I took a break and I was like, I want to play something old school though. So I started playing um, the original Dragon Warrior. And it's so funny because um, Dragon Warrior <laughs> – the original Dragon Warrior is such a simple game. It's – you, you, it's the same, you know, there's an evil fucking wizard and he's trying to take over the kingdom. He kidnaps the princess, blah, blah, blah. The funny thing is there's a glitch in the game. You don't even have to save the princess, <laughs> which I always thought was funny. Um, but I never finished the game um, when I was a kid. <laughs> so 95% of this game, because it's, it's, it's one of the first – it was Nintendo's first RPG. I think it was Square Enix's first RPG too. So the – it's basically it's not really a full narrative it's there's a series of things that you need to do that trigger a series of events so you can get to the boss basically you know Mm -hmm. 80s rules here right and um it's kind of cool because where you start is across this river you can see the bad guy's castle (laughs) you just can't get to it from there i'm like i guess they don't have boats um so 95% of the game is you leveling up, basically. You're just, you're just you're gearing up the whole time. It's almost like an MMO. So <laughs> I play it while I'm watching other shit. Like I'll have – because I have two monitors. One's on top of the other, like vertical. So I'll have like on the top monitor I had um, a YouTube video. And then I'm just aimlessly walk, wandering around the world map leveling up. <laughs> so I was having a good time doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, um, I didn't, I did acquire, uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles television show. Nice. Uh, I don't know if anyone is aware, but this show is not streaming anywhere. I don't know why. I also (laughs) acquired... The original oh, – this is going to be a deep pull for a lot of people. The original Earthworm Jim cartoon, oh, um, which is also not streaming anywhere. Uh, but I remember fondly as being a very silly and funny Saturday morning cartoon. So it was only two seasons. I, it was only 26 episodes. I thought that show was on for a long time. <laughs> it was on reruns a lot. For real. Um, but yeah, so 
you know, we've uh, we've made a couple of quote unquote purchases to um, this week uh, <laughs> for some for some content. You know, <laughs> I saw a meme today that said, "I told my kids I buy them a pl- PlayStation Five if they can beat this game." And he held up the old uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> game. Oh, fuck you, <laughs> bro! I came close. I've gotten all the way to the Terror Dome, which is the end. But the Terror Dome is exactly what it sounds like. It's <laughs> terrifying. It, it's so difficult. But it was funny because I was I was watching. Um, there's a streamer by the. Well, he's also a, he's mostly a YouTuber, but seems uh, pro Jared, and he plays a lot of retro games. This is a cool guy. I watch his shit. But he was playing through the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES, and he was doing things I didn't know you could do in that game. Like, because I played when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know you could change characters whenever you wanted. Oh, shit. Like, you just pause it. So, basically, it's supposed to simulate that all four of them are there, but you can't control all four of them. So, you can switch whenever you want because they all have different weapons, and Donatello's the best one in that fucking game. <laughs> so, you can have – if you have one that's about to die, you can switch off of them real quick. And then when you get to a pizza, you can switch back. And get the pizza. I'm like, I didn't know you could fucking do that. And then another thing I didn't know, or I might have just forgot this, but if someone dies, they don't actually die. They get captured. So you could find them again in the game in like a random warehouse or something, and then you can grab them. I'm like – what? Look at all the shit. So I'm like, maybe I should replay it. But then I was like, I got PTSD from that fucking game. <laughs> like Castle, because Castlevania is a difficult game, but Castlevania is a great game. Like it's a, it's if you, it, it's it's a perfect example of that genre because it's it's one of two games that created that genre, which is called Metrovania because <laughs> it's Metroid. And Castlevania, they created the that genre of video game. Um, I also th- I think Castlevania is a little bit more forgiving than the original Metroid. I think the original Metroid beats the shit out of you, but that's just me. Um, just because it can, <laughs> for real, dude. Like it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Metroid Two, like Metroid. Re- calm down. You know what I mean? Like just it's just Jesus Christ. And also that soundtrack in Castlevania. Do, 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 do. You're like, oh shit. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with retro games. Um, I just haven't really. I kind of started playing um, Dragon Quest XI, which came out a few years ago, which is Dragon Warrior. They changed the name to Dragon Quest because that's the original name anyway. But it's so, like, the new. They're so campy, bro. Like I had to change the voice acting to the Japanese voice acting mm. because the English voice acting, they all do British accents <laughs> and it sounds so stupid. Like I'm like you and, and I hear people in the reviews that, oh, my God, the voice acting for this game is I'm like, are we playing the same fucking game? <laughs> this is trash. bro. But the cool thing about that, it's a good game. But the cool thing about that game, they basically made two games. Because there's a 2D version that you can switch to. You can play the game in like 16-bit mode. And mm. it's the same exact game. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking crazy. I, I was playing it 16-bit and I have more fun. Because it's a little <laughs> quicker because the world's smaller. Right. You know, I'm not running around for no fucking reason other than to show me the vistas. I don't care about all that. <laughs> 
what did you get up to? Um, well, uh, reinstalled Windows. Right. Um, as one does. As one does. You know, I was bored. Just like, right. going, you know, they, they need something to do. Um, yeah. I'll reinstall Windows. Uh, no, because my... So the laptop that I have is not that old, uh, Lenovo. Um, and it and uh, the problem that I've been having recently, and I just did a clean install like a couple of months ago before I lost the internet because I knew that I was going to have to take that to the uh, to the library. So I just did a complete clean install and then uh, smart and then did it that way so everything would be clean and fresh and uh, fresh and so clean, clean. Ooh. Um, and uh, so, but for some reason, it had two updates, two like uh, two window updates, and one installed, and then the other one would take its time to install, and then always when it's like ninety five percent complete, unable to complete install, uninstalling. This is going to take a minute, and it constantly did that. But then after that, the laptop wouldn't turn off. It would be stuck in a constant restart. Um, so the only way I could actually turn it off would be the, you know, the, uh, the hard reset. So I'd have to hold the power button in order for it to turn off. So not ideal, not ideal. Right. And um, so it was kind of like, so I went and I found the, you know, I found these little helps of like, well, how to, you know, if an install couldn't do it. It's like do a troubleshoot. And then the troubleshooter got stuck. Like, it just kept saying detecting for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, at this point, something's wrong. Um, and so I managed to go ahead, restart it again. And then I just decided, like, you know what? I'm just, you know, and there was other one that wanted me to go into the command comp and all this other shit. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do a clean install and see what happens. So I did the clean install. Didn't take that long this time. Um downloaded just the basics and then did a windows update and then of course you know updated all the drivers and all this stuff and then it had the most recent the october update i saw in there and it was like okay so let's see what this happens so did a did it this time it only took like 10 minutes to update and then it restarted and then boom was done mm-hmm. and then i was able yeah, to yeah windows is kind of a cool thing where if you da- they keep their um their ISO file up to date. Yeah. So if you download the most, that's why I never save it. So if you download the most recent one, you might do one update. It'll yeah. tell you, hey, you want Windows 11. You've held the fuck off. And then um, that's it. Well, I'm doing Windows 10 still. So yeah, um, me too. I, I reinstalled Windows 2 because there's some software that I wanted to use um, that I couldn't, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I did that and it, it's reinstalled and it was like, it's been running, running smooth, knock on wood. Um, and so, yeah, so it was like, okay, cool. So that's back up and running. Um, yeah, because the, the other update that it was trying to do was June and it still was like having issues of like, and I think there was something in June that was preventing October from fully getting in there. Yeah, most likely. So then that's when I just decided to clean install and then all it had to update was just October. So, um, yeah, so that worked out. Um, I rewatched the movie SWAT. Do you remember that movie? Um, Colin Farrell, Samuel Jackson, Elokuj. I don't, I don't think I ever saw it, but I do remember it's it. It's on HBO Max. Um, yeah. And um, I remember seeing it back in the day. Very young Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, I just said, I was like, on, I, because, um, what was it? I was, oh, I was watching TV and on one of the local channels, they were playing SWAT. And I ended up just leaving it there because I just left it there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, I remember this movie. It came Oh, yeah, it came out in 2003. So this was three, six, nine, twelve, like like nine years before the Avengers for Jeremy Renner, um, and uh, it was it was actually quite interesting to watch because um, Colin Colin Farrell and Jeremy Renner play partners in the beginning. And then they go into this hostage situation and they were ordered to stand down because they kind of did their own version of the North Hollywood bank shootout. And they kind of got screwed. The The robbers were getting screwed, so they decided that they were going to kill a hostage. And they were ordered to stand down, so Jeremy Renner wasn't going to let the girl die. So he ended up, uh, he pulled a speed. He shot the hostage <laughs> to take her out of the equation and they, they killed the two bank robbers. And of course, she was going to sue the city for you know them shooting her. So they got in trouble, and they ordered them off SWAT for the time being. But Jeremy Renner got into this little hissy fit with the 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 captain, so he gets kicked out and he quits the force. Uh, Colin Farrell stays and um, is going to work in the gun cage, but everybody thinks he sold Jeremy Renner out to stay. Right. And he doesn't correct. Who would sell someone out to work at a gun cage? Because like, he have hey. a possibility of getting back into SWAT, oh, okay. maybe. But the captain doesn't like him, so he just, he goes, it's a job, you know? Yeah. And um, it was funny, too, because, like, so Samuel L. Jackson comes back, and he plays Hondo, and he's supposed to get this team together. So he pulls in, like, Yellow Cool J, and then uh, Michelle Rodriguez. and Of course. And... Um, Michelle Rodriguez has it's 2003. You need a badass. Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, exactly. And, and she the, can sober up enough to film them. <laughs> well, this was before she got too bad. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. I think it was what? Two, three, uh, three Fast and Furious movies in, I think, at 2003. I'm not sure. I still I still remember the jokes, man, especially when the Fast and Furious movie came out. Like, I let her beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> People were so into that chick. <laughs> and uh they and it was funny too because like Colin Farrell is doing this whole bit and this this I don't know if you ever remember um DC had that one show it was like Gotham something and it was supposed to be like Batgirl and Oracle and I know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. Gotham City Sirens yeah that yeah yeah and um it was on for like a season I yeah think. the chick that played um Batgirl was in it she only had this like one scene. And um, of course, when they panned up, they panned up from her ass to show her a little back tattoo. And early two thousands, uh-huh. come on, I know exactly right. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that what two weeks ago on Star Trek when they panned from the floor yeah. up to Paul's ass. Um, and uh, but like, and the whole reason I'm bringing this up is because Colin Farrell does a, do, is the lead in this movie. So he's every time he does a shout, you the accent, the American accent starts to slip because you kind of hear a little bit of the Scottish kind of the inflections on certain words. You hear him kind of like losing his American accent and the, the Scott kind of filters through. I think he's Scottish, right? I think he's Irish or Irish. I, yeah. I, oh my God. I just committed murder right there. Um, I was going to let it slide. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I might be fucking an asshole. I don't but, know. Yeah. He's an Irish actor. Yeah, but the accent starts to come out 
flips out a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah, the younger Colin Farrell back when now he plays the penguin and nobody even fucking realizes who he is, you know? Yeah. I still yeah, love that. talent is a little different yeah. now. I, I still love it, though. He goes, Jesus, you guys are, he goes, am I the only one here that knows Spanish? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best part of waking up as Folgers in the car, um, the best part of that fucking scene and, and, and to me is the is the is shows off his acting chops i don't know why but is when they show him the pictures and he goes what are you showing me like it, <laughs> it's such a fucking like italian like new york's thing to do honestly you know what i mean honestly can't wait for that uh that penguin series Oh, fuck yeah, dude. dude. It's going to be the shit. Well, they, they said that, oh, yeah, one of the things in that report that I mentioned earlier is that they're looking to possibly expand that to have other series with other villains, other members of Batman. I think they should. I, I've always said DC can find a lot of strength in their in their uh, rogues gallery. I think DC has better villains. Yeah. Or fleshed out villains anyway. Um, because for and not and not modern marvel but back in the silver age it was like the villain was there to be a reason for the hero to do something right right you know it, but i think uh, dc was doing it different first um in the 80s yeah. especially anyway um, um and the last oh you were going to say something else no i don't know why i said um <laughs> uh the last thing i did this week was also i listened to this podcast i li- i listened to this podcast called um qanon anonymous and uh, they mentioned some of these like alt right, you know, podcasts. And they mentioned one. I think it's called Red Pill Seventy Eight. I think. Um, yeah, I just looked up their uh, website. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're traditional Alex Jones kind of you know thing, and everything's you know this big old conspiracy. We tell the truth, you know, those kind of people. Right. And um, because they they mentioned it more than once when they refer to these people that come on their shows. And um, so I started, I was listening to it and of course it was just kind of like, oh, of course, you know, but I still listen to it like whatever. Um, and, uh, merge. and uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. But one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting and there was in this, in this episode that I listened to the one, the, the, I think he's the, the main guy. Oh, and his other dude is such a dick sucker. Like, oh my God. He's like, no, you were right. You were right. You know, agrees with everything he yeah, says. He's basically like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Cradle the balls, cradle the balls. Um, and he, it was just uh, this whole thing of like, he says, yeah, I don't, I don't do parlor. He goes, or get her or any of those. He goes, cause the, to be honest, the conservative social media is bad. He goes, and he goes, it's bad because there are no liberals on there. He goes, when you were on Twitter, you had the liberals. So you were able to, to localize on the enemy. He goes, have a but, discourse. he goes, but, he goes, when you have parlor, he goes, everybody's turning on themselves. He goes, it's yeah. such a toxic environment. I'm like, wow, you have a, you have one of these. Dude, of course it is. And I was like, oh, what did you expect? He, if there's one thing in human history that we should all know, is humans don't get along with each other. <laughs> Even if you have this quote unquote same ideology. It's, it, we're, we're tribal, man. You, you can put, you could take 10 people who are like the best of friends and they all believe the same thing and put them in a room for a month. You're going to have 10 people that fucking hate each other. <laughs> exactly. Because, because they, there's always little nuances like, Oh, 
I'm a liberal. Oh, so am I. But <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then they have little things, especially with politics, because politics get very specific. And we've spoke about this in the beginning of the podcast. Nobody can fucking handle hearing an alternate opinion. It's really – it's fucking weird. Like, or when they go to rebuttal a, a particular opinion, sticking to that opinion – you know, it's- I was, right. And I was I was talking to somebody who was a long time ago. This is at work. And I we were talking about. I don't remember. It was something, but it was something like, you know, red versus blue, you know what I mean? But not the cool halo show like the fucking, you know. <laughs> right. Um, and I said my opinion and he didn't agree with it. And I said, oh, well, and, and I just calmly said why I believe it. And he was doing that whole like, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. I don't want to talk to you anymore because I'm being mature, calm, having a conversation with you. You're being a little bitch and I want to hit you. <laughs> so I'm just going to – and he goes, well, of course because I'm right. I'm like, sure. Sure. You're right. Like whatever. Whatever gets me out of this conversation. Well, it's like, it's like you're uh, the Democratic candidate in your state. Uh, she didn't want to debate Kerry – there's no point. Carrie Lake. She, and then everybody's like, why? Democrats are like, why is she doing that? Why is she doing it? She's like, because you can't have an actual debate with a person like this. She's, Carrie Lake's a lunatic. Yeah. Like, I think that was the smartest thing because all Carrie Lake was going to Alex Jones her to death. Yeah. And it was just going to be ridiculous. That woman is crazy. And what, did they, what does she say? Even Republicans looking at her a little fucking different lately. And what was it that, uh, Oh, I'll accept the results, providing I agree with them. Yeah. And I was like, No, oh. she said I'll accept the results, meaning when she said I will, I'll accept the results if we win. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, like, What? Because like, she basically said, if the Republicans don't win, it's because it was fixed. There is no other reason. Yeah. Well, some people, some I, like, I saw some articles that are like, What? What? What will the nation do if these people don't concede? I'm like, do what we've always done. You can't concede doesn't mean you didn't lose. Right. It's like, that's it. What you don't understand, Steve, is she has a point. All of her friends are Republican. Mm. So there can't be any Democrats here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you live in an echo chamber, you know, and and that's exactly what they say with that fucking parlor. Like, why? I never understand. That's the one thing I like about Reddit. You know, when you take away the trolls and just people being dumb – it's so many different kinds of people on Reddit, and they and no one is afraid of saying mm, I don't agree. <laughs> you know, now the political side of Reddit is kind of like a madhouse. But even like I'm on a lot of retro gaming fucking things on Reddit, and it'd be like, oh, what's the best NES game? And and I remember my answer was like, that is not only a loaded question, but a silly one. <laughs> Like there's so many <laughs> NES games, like, and you can't go. Well, Castlevania is better than Excite Bike. <laughs> How can you compare those two? They're two completely different games, you know. But right. you have people on there that ride or die, bro. Somebody came on and said, um, "Final Fantasy, greatest game on the NES." Not a bad pick, you know. And then someone came on, absolutely not. <laughs> of Legend course. of Zelda was the greatest game for historical impact. And then the other one says Final Fantasy's historical impact was heavier. Now we have an argument because really both are right. <laughs> it just depends on where you're looking from. I personally think Zelda has a bigger impact in American pop culture than Final Fantasy does personally. 
But Final Fantasy isn't a slouch. But if we're talking about the NES games, bro, most people didn't play Final Fantasy at NES. Fucking nerd. Just saying. It gets serious out here. But that's typical and then, humans. Then the next dude, I mean, I don't know how he got stabbed in the chest five times, but you know, that's just, that's how burn, shit, that's listen, how shit works out here in the streets. So anyway, I mean, we're having a discourse and I burn his mother's house down. You know, it's just, you, you have to understand. That it's I mean, always that, we were you know? having a simple conversation and next thing you know, With his house team? is burnt down. I impregnated his no. mother. what i love about reddit versus twitter and i haven't been on reddit for a while (laughs) what i love about reddit versus twitter is you could type more so you have people in oh i've seen those manifestos same conversation okay this dude said the legend of zelda is one of the greatest video game masterpieces of all time now i personally agree i think there's room for other games in that category (laughs) But I agree. I think The Legend of Zelda for impact on gaming was amazing. It was the first video game I ever played. Uh, I have, I'm have i staring at a Zelda poster painting on my wall. You know, like, we're here, okay? Right. So this guy came back and said, absolutely not. Wrote a paragraph about how Final Fantasy was, was the shit and that Zelda doesn't hold a candle to it. The response from this dude... <laughs> was a thesis my friend this was a college level it was beautiful <laughs> like shakespeare wrote this fucking thing it was it it had it had a it had an intro it had a conclusion it had fucking clarative points he cited sources <laughs> on fucking reddit you don't get that kind of shit on twitter that level of crazy <laughs> is not on twitter this motherfucker, he lives in – he's wearing Zelda ears on his ears right now. Like this motherfucker is about that life, bro. I All I could do was respect him. I couldn't – what was I going to say? And everything – the sad thing is I knew everything he said. Um, and then the rebuttal from the other dude, best thing about Reddit too, and he goes – I still don't agree with you, but I respect your respect <laughs> points you brought up. Like this is like you can say he, unless he wants to sit there, and for, it's almost like instead of yelling, like you know when you yell to win a conversation, right. or stupid people do. He hit him with, "I'm going to be more intellectual than you." He literally, Where, literally to a point that you're going to be like, "I I don't have the energy to do that." <laughs> you're gonna back out literally I was like, what he did literally was he probably doesn't even wear glasses but he actually pulled out a pair of glasses put them on and then started started writing his For thesis real. on there seven paragraphs jesus okay with images <laughs> and links the 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 um the sources links were within the they, he didn't like put it at the end like a fucking MTA paper or something like that. <laughs> like an acknowledgments right. page? <laughs> right. Um, but he, they were linked and they were italicized. Oh, wow. Like the formatting was on points. So, Did you understand? The fucking formatting. <laughs> Jesus. I was – the dedication. I was like, You've, you're the shit. Nintendo should hire you. What you should have said was you said, um, I know I'm not in this conversation, but would you mind if I wrote the forward to your book? Uh, for real <laughs> like at this bro, point. i was in awe. i just liked it i was like i don't know what else to do here because i was and i got for the first of, time i feel hope helpless as a human being i don't know what i to felt do. helpless but i also felt hope 
Like, it was weird. <laughs> like, I, I got invested in the conversation because I love both of those games. Right. And both of those series. And I'm like, both of them are making good points. But then he fuck it. He went for the kill, bro. I was like, <laughs> okay, Zelda's the greatest game of all time. I don't I don't know what to say. <laughs> he literally pulled out uh, an arrow from his sleeve, licked the fucking tip. <laughs> I told my wife, I showed her, she did not read it, but I showed her and I, and she goes, was it really that good? I said, at this point, I'm considering only playing the Legend of Zelda for the rest of my life. Like, I'm going to buy the gold cartridge and an NES and I'm never going to touch another video game in my life. <laughs> like this, I don't know. I feel like Jesus himself has told me what the best video game is. It was so gorgeous. A tear. Come on. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> All right. I've hammed this up enough. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, not, <laughs> I don't know how we can top that. We might just end the show now. <laughs> um, so, uh, nothing tickles my fancy more than when people that try to do something that's considered anti-woke get fucked. <laughs> uh, anti-woke get fucked. Yeah, you know, it's like when the when the people that like go like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this anti-woke kind of shit. We're gonna make it fucking like, you know, how it should be without like Marvel making these woke movies. We're gonna do it right. And then somehow in the end they just get fucked fucked <laughs> and it's like then you're just kind of like reading this article and it sounds ridiculous <laughs> so uh this comes from the daily beast and um i'm gonna just read the article here um and uh to give proper credit will summer who's actually a uh a right the he actually has his own podcast with um for the daily beast um called uh fever dreams and they do a lot of conspiracy all right kind of stuff so um, so I'm just going to read the article here. So an attempt to make a right wing superhero movie has ended in disaster with one million missing in China and the participant facing a federal indictment. I wouldn't count on us getting the money back. Theodore Beale, a far right blogger known as Vox Day, what the fuck, uh, admitted to his fans and investors in a video last week. This isn't how Beale's followers thought their investment would go in 2019 when they started contributing to fund a film based on a Confederacy-themed superhero comic book character created by Beale. A trailer promoting the proposed movie, Rebels Run, featured the character Rebel fighting a global police force hunting down free-thinking conservatives. Frequent Jesus Christ. Frequent Tucker Carlson collaborator Scooter Downey. If you have a name Scooter, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Scooter. Scooter. Uh signed on to direct. Beale's supporters rapidly blew past the initial seven hundred and fifty thousand uh funding goal, ultimately raising more than one million dollars. That money was supposed to be held in escrow to secure several million more dollars in funding. Three years later, though, the cash is gone, and with it, Beale's hopes for a movie. The Rebels Runs, the Rebels Run collapse stands as a cautionary tale for conservatives who dream of seeing their ideas turned into films and comes as right-wing media outlets increasingly dabble in motion pictures. Commenter Ben Shapiro's company has a streaming website that offers movies with a conservative ting, including thrillers about a high school shooting and a Western star and a Western starring canceled actress Gia Car- 
uh, Carano. Earlier this year, Breitbart News distributed a Hunter Biden biopic, uh, but Rebels Run collapsed stands as a cautionary tale for conservatives showing that the jump to movies isn't a risk-free endeavor. There was reasons to think Beale and his fans w- could realize their dream of going from comic book to cinema, if only through sheer f- uh, fanaticism. His devoted followers call him the supreme dark lord of the evil legions of evil. Oh my wow. God. And describe themselves as his minions, Beale supporters, who frequently complain about supposed progressive social justice warriors influencing creepy influence creeping into the fields like video games and science fiction had already funded a handful of comic book issues and stirred up a controversy at science fiction's premier award beale's history of racism could have made it difficult for rebels run which stars a character sometimes depicted in a rebel in a confederate cloud bustier to find traditional financing He has claimed that certain races are more likely to commit violence and called one of his foes in the science fiction dispute a black author a half-savage. Beale has affiliated himself with the Gamersgate movement who opposes women's suffrage and once described homosexuality as a birth defect. Given that track record, he insisted he instead turned to Utah-based Ohan Ohana Capital Financial, a business aimed at customers that would struggle to get money elsewhere. As Ohana's promotional materials put it, according to prosecutors, the firm offered banking to the unbankable. On November 5th, 2020, Beals transferred the $1 million to Ohana to be held in escrow in advance of future film funding. Ohana was, was the creation of James Wolfgram, a self-described Kip cryptocurrency billionaire who posted pictures of sports cars and supposedly belonged to him on social media. But in fact, according to the federal indictment filed last week, Wolf Graham's wealth was a sham. What a shock. The sports cars pictured, for example, were pulled from other websites. Wolf Graham's businesses also sold what were billed as high-tech cryptocurrency mining rigs, but those too were a hoax, according to the prosecutors, with their screens just running on a loop to create the illusion of mines. Unbeknownst to Beale and his supporters, the indictment alleges Wolfgram was deeply in debt to one of his business business's other clients. The client who paid Ohana more than $4 million in September 2020, several months into the COVID-19 pandemic, as part of what was meant to be a payment to Chinese manufacturers for personal protective equipment. Instead of carrying out the transaction, product prosecutors allege Wolfgram spent the millions on his own unrelated business issues. Now seven figures in the hole with no PPE to show for it, Wolfgram allegedly used the Rebels Run money to pay the Chinese medical equip for the Chinese medical equipment. Soon, um, soon after that, according to uh, video Beal released to his fans, the blogger and his collaborators ca- became suspicious and contacted the FBI, sparking the investigation into Wolfgram. Wolfgram's attorney did not respond to requests for comment, and Beale declined to comment, citing the ongoing investigation. Wolfgram now faces four counts of wire fraud over the Rebels' run money and other aspects of his business. While the film's investors might someday recoup a portion of their money through the legal system, Beale has given up on funding his superhero movie. Beale claims without evidence that that the alleged con was carrying out to disrupt his right-wing fan base. 
I strongly suggest that this whole thing was a targeted operation intended to break our community, Beale said in a video he published last week. Beale isn't done with movies yet, though. In a video to his fans, he told them he's working on a script starring his friend, anti-Semitic former comedian Owen Benjamin. And in this new movie, Beale plans to cast Benjamin, who believes the moon landing was faked, as head of NASA. I... <sighs> you know, <laughs> I use this term a lot, but overcorrection, right? <laughs> you you have these people, and this isn't the only, but this guy's a fucking whack job, but there's been some other people that um, have been trying to make like anti-woke yeah. um, superheroes. And I'm like, you know, just make a superhero. Like, stop making everything about politics. Like, I don't read a comic book because I want to know the author's commentary on the current political climate. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so fucking – it's just corny. (laughs) It's fucking corny, man. It's corny either way too, but these some of these fucking all right ones are just stupid. Like, it just makes no sense. It's funny, too, how anti-woke is supposed to be pro-Confederacy, pro-racism, pro-homophobia. It's like, what are you – what? It's like, oh, my God. I don't even know if people know what the word woke means anymore. Oh, it does. Uh, nobody does. Like anything, anything anything I don't agree with is woke. Yeah, that's you basically know, that's like, what it's come down up, to. <laughs> dude. Like, fucking Jesus Christ. But, yeah, I, I saw this. Um, I saw this a while back. They were talking about – his little superhero thing and and people were just like this is dumb like this is the stupidest <laughs> thing i've ever seen but you know now it's all a fucking controversy <laughs> i was actually saw a cut about this when they're like they they said um no one can be trusted <laughs> and then they brought up the the chick that was like running the black lives matters organization and then like stole all the money to buy houses oh yeah they're like, you can't trust fucking nobody anymore. <laughs> it sounds like dude had snapped. He's just like, you can't fucking trust nobody. Sick it is. <laughs> um, so uh, a while back we talked about Netflix going into some financial difficulty and how they blamed a lot of their financial difficulty on password sharing. They were having a, a garage sale or something. Yeah, something like they that. They can't speed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so – Apparently, it's gone well in Latin America because that's where it was supposedly the heaviest of password sharing, that they're launching it in the U.S. next year. Um, and during a, a, a financial call, they announced that they would be charging people that share passwords um, starting early next year. Now, the pricing wasn't, uh, wasn't divulged. But um, they said that if they the I was reading that they if they used the program in Latin America, which uses the one quarter of the base rate as a measure, they could basically account that it would run you three or four dollars extra per user that accesses the account outside of the home. So if your IP address shows up, you know, from somewhere else. You better start if you have that ex-girlfriend or ex, you know, just ex. That you know you're still sharing that um still sharing that Netflix pass better get some cha-ching in there or cut them off. We share we share a Netflix account with my sister in law 
And my wife goes, what are we going to do if they cut it? I said, we'll just cut Netflix. <laughs> it's not that important. And she goes, isn't there shows that you want to watch in there? I'm like, yeah. She goes, do you, are you still going to watch them? I go, yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, I want to know. She just walks out. Exactly. Plausible deniability. Right. We I'll live in an age. We, we live in an age where we can, you know, we can watch shit. <laughs> you know, because it, it just it's just annoying. Like I, I get it. I get it from a business. Like oh, you know, it's revenue that's lost. But it's come on, dude. Like stop it. Yeah, right. Like it's if I if I buy a weed whacker <laughs> and Steve's my neighbor and he has a problem with weeds and he comes and borrows my weed whacker, is fucking Coleman gonna come come over and get upset? <laughs> You know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's th- these new rules with with things that aren't tangible. Yeah. It's all with things that aren't tangible because they're they don't technically exist. You're just paying for the access to something. So I I get it. You know I can't share my fucking fast pass at Disneyland either. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's not that fucking serious. Well, what's funny too is it comes out. It, that news came out like the same day or like the day after. The um, announcement that uh, uh, they cr- that Netflix created a tool for people that already have a profile on somebody else's account, they can transfer it over so they get all their likes and all the their algorithms, all that data is transferred their to their own account. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure that's going to get used a lot. <laughs> Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, like hell, sometimes I would. Just- well, sometimes I've done that where I created a new account just to kind of start from scratch. Well, no, what, no matter what you watch on Netflix, you're going to be pushed Netflix shows. Oh, God, yeah. Every fucking time. Every time I turn on Netflix, I'm being shown things that I would never watch because Netflix made them. Yeah. And I get it. It doesn't upset me. <laughs> I can scroll down. It's not a big deal. You know, but let's not pretend that there's some super advanced logarithm that's showing me only the things I want to see when I go there and it's either Netflix produced things or B horror movies. I don't even like horror movies. Yeah, I know. What's funny is that one thing that I I laugh when I see Netflix is when they always tell you, um, like when they show you the same like 20 movies, like, oh, classic, you know, movies recommended for you. But those same movies are shown in, oh, something that's trending. Oh, something that you'll yeah. like or something, you know, it's like. It's like Netflix. I feel like we've we've been hanging out a lot. You know, <laughs> we, you, we, we've been we've been we've been hanging out since the beginning of streaming and you still don't know me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I think the best one. In my experience is Amazon. Amazon Prime's pretty spot on with those recommendations. Yeah. They they don't recommend it. Every recommendation it's given me, I would at least watch. But sometimes fucking Netflix is like, oh, you watched. I know they don't have this movie, but you watched Harry Potter. Um, then you'll obviously like and they give me like a fucking horror movie from 1978. I'm like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, it's it's. um. But yeah, I told my wife, I go, I'm, I'm, I'm so exhausted with these streaming services lately. They're all make changing their plans around the same price that I've been paying. They're going to completely change my access level, which is ridiculous. You know, it's like, okay, so I agreed to pay 1199 or whatever to get this 
amount of access. Now I'm going to keep paying this price and you're going to um, restrict my act. Like, fuck off. Well, what's what's funny too is that I still remember like uh, 10 years ago, like Reed Hastings was like, oh, we don't care if people share their password. That's fine. They just get exposed to our content. And it's like, yeah, when you use, when you lose a million viewers, then suddenly it's like, hey, you know what? Um, we should, we should, we should not do that anymore. <laughs> well, also Netflix is stupid anyway, because yet again, I've said this a million times and I know it's a hot take and no one agrees with me, but releasing an entire season on the same day is fucking stupid. Well, from a business sense, it's stupid. Some they they've made modifications that some shows they're going to do maybe not on a weekly basis, but they'll a couple here and there to kind of keep them keep them running along. And I was like, at this yeah, point, you know, it's like nobody cares. It's just foolish. Like, if you have a streaming service and you only have a handful of good shit, perfect example is Paramount. Paramount has good shit on it. But when we're talking about like current stuff, stuff that's going to keep you on there, right? If you're a Star Trek fan, you obviously have Paramount. They space it out. The releases of shows are all – so there's always a Star Trek on, right? It's it's episode per week. So you just – there's no benefit to not have it <laughs> unless you're patient. You just want to watch it, wait until the thing's over or whatever. But it's just like – well, Apple TV, Apple Apple TV Plus does the same thing. Ted Lasso they do. every week. They, yeah, they you know, do. Um, it's it's weird. Netflix <laughs> is stupid. Like the and I get it from a customer standpoint. It's kind of cool. I'm sure customers love that they can just binge their fucking little show over a weekend to get it done. But that's the thing is when you're sharing passwords, it's like oh, there's I want to watch Sandman. Can I use your password this weekend? Sure. Yeah. You just hop on, watch Sandman, and, and dip out. Now, plus it also makes them easier to acquire. <laughs> I'm gonna, what I'm gonna tell Netflix if they try to cancel my access because my sister-in-law pays. I'm gonna listen. You're ridiculous because I pay the Hulu bill and she shares that, so it all balances <laughs> itself out. I'm sure they'll be like, "Yeah, that, that that makes sense." <laughs> life's hard out here, so everybody's sharing something. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And if they if they're gonna cut that out, now I I get it from um. Like we can share, we share the Hulu account, but when we had Hulu TV, we couldn't do it. Yeah, it would block. But that's because there's rights issues with local TV and stuff. Fine, that's a legal thing. But Hulu don't give a fuck if I share my password with somebody. At least not yet. Yeah, and <laughs> I told I told my wife I said if they cut and say I gotta pay extra, I'm just gonna I'm just not gonna have it. Not a big deal. You know, and since it's Netflix, if there's something I absolutely want to see, I'll just sign up for a weekend, watch it, and fucking cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know, the only thing coming up that I want to watch on there is the uh, the Wednesday show. Oh yeah, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, but I um, see that. they have. I mean, Netflix has been doing well lately. They've been coming out with some solid shit. Most of the stuff that I watch on Netflix is usually documentaries. They always have interesting documentaries for me. They have me. some good documentaries. They have a lot of true crime stuff yeah, my wife enjoys. Yeah, I, I like watching that stuff too. I'm not too into it, but my wife enjoys it. My wife's favorite streaming service is Hulu. Like, she has Hulu on all, all the time. Huh? Because <laughs> of the novellas? No, she actually doesn't, <laughs> doesn't watch Spanish TV anymore, really. Um, she likes sitcoms. 
and Hulu's got tons of yeah. old sitcoms. It's just a shit ton. And I think at this point she's just used to the interface now. So it's just the one she goes to. Mm. You know, but um I mean Hulu doesn't bother me. Seems you know, I, I started fine. I started watching cuz I I realized it was on Paramount Plus Family Ties. That's a great show. And I was like going, "Oh shit, they have all Family Ties." Oh shit. So watching that and then uh started rewatching uh Old Quantum Leap cuz they have all 5 seasons on Peacock. Yes, sir. So checking that out. I'm telling you, man, the the old shows are great. Yeah. yeah and now it's streaming. You see a lot of these younger people yeah. are watching these old shows and enjoying them. Yeah, the old shows because they weren't woke and, you know, they weren't exactly. you know, they just Exactly. Exactly. Women were in the fucking kitchen? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Care. Uh, it's so funny because you'll watch an old sitcom right like um my kids left oh tv back in the day was more misogynist like was it and i remember they brought up um the uh um married with children hmm. and they go well look because he's mean to his wife and she's mean to him the difference is people could take a joke it was a joke the entirety of that family was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> a little they, close to home for some people, <laughs> but still a joke. I mean, they, I mean were, they were all stereotypes. They were they were caricatures. They weren't human beings. You know, it's like Kelly was a whore. Bud was that creepy kid. We yeah. all knew that creepy kid. Right. I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> Al was a failure. Yeah. But at the end, of when you peel, and Peggy was a, a ditz, if you peel all that shit back, they did love each other. Like if you really watch the show and you and you kind of push the comedy to the side and don't let it bother you, they were a family. I mean, Al cared if they ate. Well, <laughs> that was, a, that mean? was the like, thing like, you know, you'd see them all bicker at each other. But if someone outside threatened one of them, they were all there. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were fine. They they rode together. bro. <laughs> like it, that shit was crazy. And, or another sitcom that my wife loves is Roseanne. Hmm. And that's I think Roseanne is pretty spot on for a Midwestern Caucasian family. Oh yeah. I think. I think it I think that was one of the best and I say positive, positive representation of a working class family. I say Caucasian because I don't know. Maybe it's different for but they seem to just do the same shit. But they were definitely a Caucasian family. <laughs> <laughs> so um and she's recently been watching um in not in living color. She should. Um, <laughs> Learn <living> something. <laughs> Learn something from in living color. <laughs> I know. Living living singles is what she's oh, wow. watched the whole thing now. So what she'll do is she'll watch the whole show, and then she'll start watching episodes she likes, and then she moves on hmm. to something else. So I think she needs a new show. <laughs> um, so if anybody has any suggestions for '90s sitcoms, definitely. Let me know. She does not like the corny Caucasian ones. So no friends, no um, full house, none of that. She calls those corny white people shows, and she does not want to watch them. Homeboys homeboys from Outer Space. We're definitely going to watch that. Yeah, okay. I was going to say. She tried to watch Friends because a a friend of her at work – a friend of hers at work was like, Friends is the the greatest show ever and blah, blah, blah. People ride for fucking Friends. And she asked me, she's like, did you watch Friends? I go, no. I said, but in the Friends' defense, I wasn't the target audience. I was a, a teen. I was like a teenager when Friends The was target gone. audience at that point was 20-something. Yeah. You know? I wasn't, and I told her that. I said, I it, it, most of what they were doing didn't make sense to me because I didn't 
you know, I also wasn't rich because all the motherfuckers had money, <laughs> except for my man Joey. Yeah. Um, and she started. I think she got ten episodes in. She didn't laugh once. But I think a lot of stuff went over her head. Yeah. You know, my wife. There's a lot of there's a lot of reference, especially when you're dealing with Chandler. There's it. it yeah, it there's a lot of references. She never laughed. At, she said Chandler reminded her of me, but she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I go, well, the problem is it's 90s references, you know, and yeah. her mom, when they were growing up, kept them in the house. Yeah. And she was scared of everything. Yeah, like I was like when Friends came on, I think I was like literally 20, 21. Yeah, you were the target. audience. I was the target audience for it. And it it resonated with me at that point. And that's the one thing like people go like it, everybody talks about this, but it's like going you had to. It was a moment in time. And you, it's kind of a lot of those yeah. shows. There's a lot of shows that are like that where you're just like, I don't get it. It's like you had to be there at that time to get it. And that was kind of, that was kind of it. So me and all my friends in there, we, you know, yeah, they, they considered me the Chandler of, of the group. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Cracks jokes about himself. Doesn't get laid that often. Yeah. That, 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 that sounds <laughs> like, like a I problem. would, I would never say, cause I told my wife, I said, I did not like friends, but I would never say it was a bad television show. You're a fucking idiot. If you say friends was a bad television, just look at the numbers. You know what I mean? But it was, it's kind of like a, a, a show that reminded me of friends, but more modern day was, um, the big bang theory. Mm. It, it's kind of that it's like a moment in time, big show. Yeah. I found kind of boring to be completely honest because it's the it's that like every episode's the same yeah. you know what zany adventure it's the sitcom thing you know um but my wife loved that show too she's watched that whole show i've i stopped around season four or five it was uh, about me too yeah. i was watching it with her until about season four and i'm like mm, i just i didn't care anymore because it's just the same shit yeah you know um but that's not you can't say that's although a bad that show. although that chick bernadette Bernadette was secretly the hottest chick on that show. Oh, yeah. Like, I know, I know Kelly Kuko or whatever is hot, but Shay Bernadette, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so any suggestions for 90s uh, sitcoms, definitely hit the email uh, or whatever. Or just tell me. I don't fucking call me. I don't know. Figure the, it out. Hit us up the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. Right. Find me in the white pages. <laughs> That's a deep cut for some of you. <laughs> <laughs> deep cut. What's the what's the final thing before we get into the douchiest of the douchebags? Actually, bro? we're gonna just get into the douchiest of okay, the douchebags. We're running it. we're running kind of long today, but it's all our right. 450th. Fuck you. That's all. right. We're celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, my douchebag this week. I'm celebrating with my Shasta um, <laughs> Mountain Rush. So. <laughs> we struggling out here. Steve, feel me? <laughs> <laughs> the soda price is six fifty for a twelve pack. Dog. I'm gonna get that store brand. You tripping? I got my distillery in the back, so that's that's <laughs> where my that's where my. I'm, alcohol- making, I'm making illegal soda in the in the back. <laughs> <laughs> if Burt Reynolds was still alive, I'd have him be running this thing to your state. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, so my douchebag of the week this week, Tom Brady. Ooh. And we just lost Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he lost Massachusetts. He moved. All right. So this comes from today. Uh, Tom Brady is comparing the work he does while wearing an NFL uniform to another career in uniform. The NFL quarterback said starting every new football season is like being deployed as a military service member. I almost look at it like 
a football season, like you're going away on deployment in the military. And it's like, man, here I go again, Brady said on October 17th episode of Sirius XM podcast. He co-hosts called Let's Go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback, 45, said that despite a desire to keep a strong work balance, work-life balance, his, quote, competitiveness takes over. As much as you want to have this playful balance with, uh, with a playful balance with the work balance, you're going to end up doing exactly what you've always done, which is why you are who you are, the athlete said. Military Not service. A poet that Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, ooh, gosh, it's like my my underwear got wet just by hearing that. You know? um, the military service military service members had some thoughts on his remarks. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Out of my eightish deployments, I never made 15 million. Went home every night or spent time with my family. Not sure where the supermodel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not sure where Tom Brady thinks his playing in the NFL compares uh, rates a comparison to military service. Uh, in week in recent weeks, Tom, uh, Brady's personal life, specifically his relationship with his wife, Brazilian supermodel Giselle, has been in the spotlight following reports the couple has hired divorce lawyers. Not only a supermodel, a Brazilian. <laughs> exactly. Supermodel. Exactly. They know shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. You know. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not trying to be right. Brazilian, they know shit. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. Right, it's a special kind. I'm just saying. Podcast host Jim Gray said Brady uh, asked Brady how he is able to quote ignore the microscope end quote examining his public his life in public doesn't make uh doesn't not make a difference uh, to you when you're going online and social media. Gray asked Brady. Well, I think the point is everybody, everyone should just be authentic to who they are, Brady said. You know, some people approach it in different ways, and it just has to work for them as part of your personality. Um, so, yeah, the rest is just kind of some fluff. Very generic. Yeah. You know. um, but, yeah. Um, people need – there's a reason why a common joke when you're joking about work – is to compare your job to something actually difficult. Right. <laughs> There's a reason why that's a comedic thing because it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like I I used to say, oh, I got to go to the coal mines today. You know, you know what I mean? Or oh, I got to go to the oil rig and work some overtime because I work in an office in an air conditioned room <laughs> or something, and I'm being a fucking asshole on purpose. Right. But the problem is he's not. He really thinks that he's in a foxhole somewhere playing. A child's game. <laughs> For Christ's sake, dude. These people and it you but isn't it it's it's a tale as old as time, isn't it? Like these people get so famous and so big and so detached. They lose they lose touch. Like yeah. they lose touch and they get touched. Do you understand? Like <laughs> it's, 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 they lose touch and they need to touch some grass. That's what they really need to do. Speaking of people who need to stop touching themselves, by the way. <laughs> I douchebag of the week. Ooh, you see that setup? <laughs> First of all, if Arizona's politics um, <laughs> definitely doesn't need any more shame, let me read this article. Um, a GOP – let me say that one more time. <laughs> a GOP candidate running for an Arizona college district's governing board. It's not a big thing, but big enough to make this funny. <laughs> Was arrested I, see what, on a charge. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> was arrested on a charge of public sexual indecency 
after an officer allegedly caught him masturbating <laughs> in his truck near a preschool. And I read it like that because you know that's how they would read it on the evening news. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> masturbating in his truck near, near a preschool. Because those three points keep making it worse. No, 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 no. Masturbating in his truck near a preschool. <laughs> and, it's, and it's near a preschool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Find out more after the break. <laughs> that um, would be the tag. You see like a uh, 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 candidate running in Arizona got caught masturbating in his truck near a preschool. More, more at 11. <laughs> It's the pause, bro. Um, Randy Kaufman. Anyone with the last name Kaufman I can't take seriously because of that guy. Andy? Yeah. Every time. I, I don't know what it is. He he was such an influential comedian that I don't trust people with his last name. I think they're fucking with me in some way. Randy Kaufman was arrested October 4th but suspended his campaign Tuesday following media. So he's suspended because he got caught <laughs> yeah. following media reports of his arrest. Kaufman is running for the governing board of the Maricopa County community college district. I live in Maricopa County, by the way, it's the largest, it's where Phoenix is. It's the largest County in Arizona. Um, That's why I sent it to you when I saw, Oh, Maricopa, here we go. <laughs> Steve, Steve never fails to, if, if, if my home area is embarrassed, let me let Adam know. In 4K, I'm going to give him three different viewpoints. <laughs> so while, my, um, while usually mine kind of vary from playful to kind of serious, if Adam gets some really good ones, some those will be the ones that sometimes I'll be like, going, oh, shit. I think Adam should know about this. <laughs> yeah. No, I would I would send Steve embarrassing things too for Los Angeles, but I just don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to be watching this news constantly. Um but Arizona is an embarrassing place sometimes. Let's keep it real. Um <laughs> Coffin's running, yeah, we already know. Um, and was allegedly caught masturbating by the county's um, community college police. So not even a real police officer. Right? <laughs> fucking little campus cops, bro. They don't even have guns. Well, in Arizona, they might. Everybody's got a gun. Um, he says, quote, I fucked up. Um, Kaufman told an officer during his arrest, according to the police report. The report says the incident began when an officer with the Maricopa County Community Colleges uh, police approaches Kaufman, packed ve- Kaufman's packed vehicle and saw the man with his pants down. Um, quote, Kaufman appeared to be looking at a cell phone in one hand, the police report said. I immediately became alarmed as I saw Kaufman had his pants down mid-thigh and was exposed, showing his fully erect nude penis. Kaufman was <laughs> – I love this. By the way, <laughs> I sent this quote to Steve. <laughs> Kaufman was manipulating his genitals in a mass masturbatory manner. That is the most intellectual way to say fucking tossing off, dude. I love it. It would have been I'm like saying it, that from now on. It would have been like that uh, the bacon ingredient that I sent you, uh, shaking it f- furiously for two minutes. <laughs> like, you are right. People are gonna say, "What were you doing? What were you doing today?" I was manipulating my genitals in a masturbatory manner. First of all, most of the words in that quote are, start with M's, which make it even better because it's like a tongue twister, right? <laughs> the alliteration is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. It's, it rolls off the tongue. It's just, I, you know, I love it. The officer said Kaufman didn't seem to notice the officer at first. 
Because <laughs> he's looking at that phone. <laughs> he was that, too busy shaking, stirring furiously. <laughs> but that coffin was in view of nearby bicyclists and a preschool where children were playing outside. When confronted, the officer said Kaufman apologized for the act. I'm sorry, Kaufman said, according to the report. I fucked up. I'm really stressed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kaufman, who told police he worked as an officer with the Arizona Department of Corrections for 27 years, said he didn't know there w- there was a preschool just feet away. <laughs> just fe- feet away? Just feet away. Just um, feet away. According to to the reports are you going to put that in the report the officer <laughs> said <"Cuffin ass." laughs> don't you see how alarming this is the officer responded according to the report that there are children nearby mm-hmm. people passing on bikes and in cars where you can look and see what you're doing so the cop unlucky for him it, he got a rare occurrence of a cop that doing his fucking job in arizona right. for one I'm surprised they even saw him from driving away. Um, In a Facebook post from May, Kaufman said he wanted, quote, our children protected from the progressive left. (laughs) Well, unless he's lean and left. You understand what I'm talking (laughs) about? Kaufman was charged with public public sexual indecency, but 12 News in um, Phoenix reports reported that Kaufman could also face a possible felony charge. Because of his proximity to preschool. Um, Despite the charge, the Maricopa County Recorder's Office said it's too late for Coffin's name to be removed from the ballot. And some people have already voted early. God, you got to feel bad for the people who voted for him. I know. And then find out about it. In a statement. um, You voted for a child molester, you motherfucker. (laughs) In a statement about his suspended campaign, Coffin didn't address the arrest, but said he, quote, will never stop fighting to protect the United States Constitution and the values that make America the greatest country in the world. <laughs> End quote. Kaufman did not immediately respond to request for comment. Um, and scene. <laughs> so he, he knew what everyone wanted to hear and said literally the most gen- – it's on page one of the GOP playbook. I protect the Constitution. And, and America's the greatest country in the world. Did he throw up two peace signs too, like Nixon style, bro? <laughs> Fuck out of here, dude. Uh, I saw him on the ballot too. He he was on the ballot. <laughs> did I vote for him? No, I did not. I should have though, because you know, a little something spiced things up, I guess. I don't know. I was expecting when I sent that to you to just get a, ah, shit <laughs> kind of response. Like, Fuck. I don't even know what I said to you when you sent it to me. I think I just LOL, of course. No, um, I, um, no, I had sent it to you, and I thought, I think I found your douchebag. And then you're like, yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, it was like, and then I was here. like, I'll put it in the show. And you go, already did. I was like, oh. Listen, I know the cop says he was looking at his phone. There's two things from this. One, he had to have known how close he was to a preschool. There's no had way. To. There's no way you can When be- the kids are playing outside? Yeah. Come on, dude. Had to have known. I'm not saying he was looking at the kids. He could have. I'm not saying he was. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just asking questions. That's all we're doing. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> Pull it to an alley or something. You know. I know. I think that's Jesus. what I said. Pull it to an alley, Jesus. Because you said just go home, and I was just like, or uh, just pull it to an alley. Just that's you know. what your home is for. <laughs> you close the window. And the, you know why? Because his fucking wife's probably at the house. 
Or darken people in the bathroom. Or darken your windows. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The fucking <laughs> hotel if it's that serious. You're so stressed <laughs> out. I know. It's like, just go into an alley, find a hooker, and deal with it that way, okay? Is, Jesus Christ. The thing is, is jerking off is a thing in society that everyone knows people do, but they don't want to know you're doing it. I you do. know what I'm saying? <laughs> So everyone knows in the back of their subconscious that this man jerks off. (laughs) But they didn't want it to be out in the open. Okay, they didn't want their conscious mind to know. You know, I remember somebody Go to a gas station, use a bathroom there. Just come on. Somebody back in the day when I was in high school, they go, Adam, do you jerk off? And I immediately was like, occasionally. (laughs) <laughs> and he starts laughing. I go, what's the problem? He goes, <laughs> you jerk off. It's fucking wet. And I go, you jerk off every day. <laughs> if you're if you're sitting here denying this, you, you jerk off every day. We are 16. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I said, if you weren't talking to me and I wasn't at school, I'd be jerking off right now. <laughs> I'm just honest. <laughs> the reason the, – the only reason I'm not now is because you're standing right there. <laughs> right. And actually, you standing right there might not stop me in a minute. <laughs> Mr. Kaufman's changed the rules. <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking. Kaufman's out here. Kaufman's out here changing the game. That's what he's doing. He's a politician with real fucking change. You feel me? <laughs> he's adjusting the paradigm. You know? <laughs> Fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> thanks for tuning in we have no ads so we can be editorially independent and we can only do that with your support so if you'd like to donate to make this podcast and all the other shows on the lazy geeks network self-sustaining you can go to thelazygeeks.com and click on that donate button if you can't help us out monetarily, you can share the show with your friends. Rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. This will give us bigger exposure. All of this helps. Trust me. Never trust somebody who says, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and you can check out all the other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network, The Away Team, which is our Star Trek-centric podcast. We recap each episode of Trek in canonical order with a bit of a twist. And you can find it pretty much wherever you found this one. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up with comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Catch us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, or email us, themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're thinking, so you don't have to.